0: Former President Donald Trump and 18 of his associates have been accused of a broad conspiracy to try to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. But he says he has proof of voter fraud. So how will all of this impact the 2024 election? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out.
1: This is In America Today from the Ticker News studios in New York City.
0: Former President Donald Trump is making his third straight White House bid. The first Republican debate of the 2024 U.S. presidential campaign is the Milwaukee debate on August 23rd. Trump is the commanding frontrunner in the Republican nomination race, all while now facing 91 charges across four jurisdictions. For more, let's bring in J.D. Durkin from the street. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me. Great to be with you.
0: So the first RNC debate is exactly one week away. So the big question is, will Donald Trump take the stage?
1: I think it's a matter of who you ask. I think there's a lot of people who hope the former president shows up. I'm sure there are many in GOP circles who maybe hope uh, maybe it would be a bit of a distraction if the commanding front runner were to actually show up. I'm sure a lot of the other candidates Would like the opportunity in good faith simply to discuss their own policies and their own vision. Uh, But even if the former president doesn't show up, Veronica, the reality is I think the lion's share of the questions will still be geared all about the uh, the allegations that the air of criminality surrounding the former president and his advisors now indicted. uh, Not once, not twice, not three times, but now four times, either at the federal or the state level. Uh, I think it's safe to assume that even if these other Republican candidates would like to discuss other things, I'm sure whether or not President Trump shows up, he will still be the top focus of conversation come next Wednesday night in Milwaukee.
0: Now, the first Republican debate, it could be a crucial moment for one of the other candidates. If potentially Trump decides to skip the Milwaukee debate, do you see anybody being able to kind of command the stage that evening?
1: I think uh, in terms of stage presence and someone who has the experience there, I think most advisors would be quick to talk about former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. He has certainly demonstrated he has that ability to sort of litigate these public cases, either about his own policy points or really taking the case uh, to sort of prosecute against former President Donald Trump. We know he has that stage presence. Uh, Chris Christie is largely the the person that people – Rightfully so, or not so much, say, is responsible for sort of derailing some of the other candidates like Florida Senator Marco Rubio back in 2016 and others. I'm sure Governor Christie would love that opportunity. But this will also be a chance for some people like Senator Tim Scott, former Ambassador uh, Nikki Haley, uh, who have been struggling largely in the polls to sort of reintroduce themselves to the American people. But I think, uh, ironically, the pressure is probably most on the person who is in second place, and that's incumbent Florida Governor. Ron DeSantis, who, of course, shot out of the gate with a super uh, hot campaign, a lot of fundraising. I think the perception of the DeSantis campaign since then has been that the Florida governor has really struggled, especially when it comes to sort of separating himself uh, from the former president, Donald Trump. So I think if you're someone like Ron DeSantis, you certainly have some to gain. But you also have a lot to lose, seeing as how a lot of polls have DeSantis sort of more or less in that second position behind the former president.
0: What do you think some of the candidates should be trying to focus on that evening?
1: Well, I mean, for me personally, I think there's a lot to be unanswered for. Let me listen. I'm here on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. I would love to hear about tax policy. That may not be the flashiest topic, but I'd love to hear what these candidates have to think about the role of government for regulations, their view of uh, the FTC or the SEC. What do they view the future of uh artificial intelligence and what this means for the lives of day-to-day americans uh the truth is you can pick any number of large topics veronica and these republican candidates are not being asked a lot about those other issues because the oxygen is being so dominated understandably so by all conversations surrounding former president uh donald trump i'm sure pitching themselves to republican voters as the non-trump style candidates will be what they seek to do But it's really difficult i mean i think right now you're going to have a debate stage of seven or eight different candidates next wednesday night and being able to jockey for position and sort of position themselves as maybe more conservative than the candidates to the left or right of them is no easy task
0: so obviously of course main street will be watching because voters are looking to see who they might want to vote for but you know what is wall street making you know, with all of this, where we're seeing some legal issues, not only with Trump, but also in terms of Hunter Biden and House Republicans investigating the Biden family, you know, moving forward, what we're still seeing pretty, you know, good days for Wall Street now.
1: I I mean, absolutely. It's you, you kind of take it anecdotally day by day. It's a little bit of a quiet week for overall economic data. But of course, the big picture economy story, is we are in this newly emerging era for the last year and a half of increase in interest rates. We know the role of the central bank here in an effort to try and get inflation back down to 10 or back down to 2%. That's something a lot of these Republican candidates have not spoken about. I would argue overall, I don't know how many close and uh, Wall Street analysts are yet paying attention to the presidential election. We're well aware that the Iowa caucus itself is not until early 2024. Your heart of your primary. Uh, elections at the state level won't be till later on into next year. And of course, the general election, not until November of next year. Um, You know, one interesting kind of market story that analysts had been talking about was the sort of proxy battle between Ron DeSantis and the governor's mansion in Florida with the company of Disney. Of course, that's a very, very famous publicly traded company. It trades here, ticker symbol DIS at the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. And I think there had been a lot of concern and maybe even some skepticism from prominent Wall Street voices to say, you know, is it really in keeping with, traditional conservative values to go after uh, big business in this capacity the way you have been. That might be something that the Florida governor needs to answer for a little bit. But overall, I'd argue uh, probably not too many people paying attention yet. We know it's a very long campaign season and many months ahead uh, before I think Wall Street really needs to pay attention too closely.
0: That's right. It already feels like it's been a long campaign season. And really, it, it sort of hasn't even begun yet. <laughs> but looking at some numbers and polls, surveys, you know, we continue to see the economy ranking very high, if not the highest at, for the issue that's very important to voters. You know, what do you make of some of the candidates' economic policies?
1: I mean, I, listen, I'd be honest. I don't think a lot of them have really had the opportunity to talk about them, but I would love to hear Uh, What's, I mean, first of all, the the one thing they do go as is they go after Bidenomics, right? They attack the incumbent White House and and Democrats for spending, for regulation, even though you have had places like Morgan Stanley analysts have said, hey, you may not agree politically with the White House, but Bidenomics does deserve a lot of credit. If you look at the industrial sector, if you look at energy spending, uh, if you look at key infrastructure in terms of things like the CHIPS Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, you may not agree exactly how we've gotten there, but there is an undeniable boost to the overall economy and the numbers in GDP that we've seen. And yet the Republican candidates are trying to position themselves to the average American voter to say, uh, Biden is spending far too much money. My White House will do that. But beyond that, I would argue they really have not yet had the opportunity to weigh in on what they think the central bank should do, what are their uh, own personal uh, sort of pitches to the American people in terms of getting inflation under control and really what those economic priorities will be for those White Houses and their respective administrations. But again, there's a lot of time between now and next November for them all to make that case to the American people.
0: And there certainly are still a lot of families who are struggling with inflation. They're living paycheck to paycheck. And of course, as you mentioned, I'm sure a lot of Americans want to hear, you know, the plans moving forward. Now, Trump has until August 25th, this time around, to report to the courthouse in Georgia. This is the most recent case. This is the state case. Now, that will happen just two days after the first GOP GOP debate. I mean, this is really an unprecedented time that, that we're living in.
1: And we've been using the word unprecedented since 2015. And yet here we are. We are still using it. And every time we use it, I think it should aptly apply. We are dealing with no normal former White House. No former, no no normal, former presidents. No former, uh, no normal, former fill in the blank here for however you want to describe Donald Trump. Everything is that unprecedented here. And I think it's a really dizzying calendar. But when you look ahead to the end of 2023 into 2024, That you have so many either court cases or court dates that coincide exactly when the president, former president, should be on the campaign trail. For his credit, for whatever it's worth, he has said the more indictments, sort of in a tongue-in-cheek way, hey, the more indictments against me, the better. even recently joked at a campaign rally to voters, hey, one more indictment. I just may very well lock up this nomination before anyone thinks uh, the contests are even getting going. The Trump campaign has used this to their opportunity to sort of paint the picture of a Department of Justice under the Biden White House that is unfairly attacking opponents. The Trump campaign may have a point in the mind of an average voter to say, well, as soon as I'm heating up in the polls, no coincidence, these these uh, flood of indictments mm-hmm. are coming down uh, the line as well. So that's something for voters to uh, take an independent gauge on. But uh, people would say, hey, that has strengthened the argument from the former president to say, that's why you need to put me back in the White House.
0: Thanks so much for your time. More Ticker News right after.